This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. This week there is a great Wildlife Federation National Conservation Summit taking place November 28th to December 1st. Lots of great speakers, lots of great topics. But one that caught my eye, and I wanted to spend this half hour with Sean Brilliant. He is Senior Conservation Biologist, Canadian Wildlife Federation. We're talking about plastic. Plastic is everywhere. Sean, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Angela. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to you as well. That, that's a uh, an obvious thing. I, I look around this room and we know yep. that everything in here is practically plastic, it seems. Mm-hmm. But what is your concern when it comes to plastic and how somehow it ends up in our ecosystem to a, a great detriment? You know, this it's a really complicated, it seems to be a really complicated issue, but this is the situation. Plastics have definitely made our lives better. They, they create life-saving instruments, they improve health, they improve food quality. There's all kinds of, of good things that come from plastics. It has a lot of really good characteristics. The problem is, is what I refer to as frivolous use of plastic. And we have a lot of frivolous use of plastic. Um, You know, the things I tend to beat up the most on are are straws and balloons. These are like single-use, unimportant uses of plastic, which are used for a few minutes and then discarded. Mm. Now, the problem is um, plastic can be recycled, and of course, people should be recycling, of course, but that's not always uh, done. Sometimes there are mistakes. Sometimes people are just careless. And uh, once the stuff gets into the environment, it remains in the environment. It doesn't biodegrade. It breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces. But in reality, it always stays there. And this is what we, what we need to pay attention to and, and find a way to address. I'm glad you weren't coming on, Sean, and saying we should just get rid of all plastic because at least there's the the reality side of yeah. this because our our society is made up and our petrochemical industry, we know all that as well, how important it is. So your concern is the frivolous use and then how it does end up in the environment. When we talk mm-hmm. about the environment, mm-hmm. what are the, I mean, I guess whether it be earth, water, um, mm-hmm. what, what are some of the bigger concerns when it comes to plastic and the impact it has on the environment? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, it, it comes at all levels. So first of all, you know, you get large pieces of plastic that are loose in the environment. And you hear lots of stories about turtles that misidentify plastic bags as jellyfish and swallow them and die. This is indeed the case. Um, many of the marine animals that we find in Canada that we, we cut open do have plastic in their bodies somewhere. In some cases, the plastic becomes an entangling issue it'll tangle up seals and sea lions and birds and that causes a problem too but even once the plastic breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces animals are beginning to eat this and we're finding it more and more everywhere in the ocean in in the living and non-living parts of the ocean and the animals are consuming them it's being incorporated into tissues and we don't even have a good sense of of what the effects of this are all we know is that uh, in, in some ways, it, it, there may be no bad effect, but it's likely some bad effect somewhere down the road. For sure, it demonstrates that we're being a little bit irresponsible about how we're, we're being frivolous with, with this material, you know? John, I feel in the last decade, we have uh, been made aware of our use or frivolous use of plastic. Are we seeing 
uh, any kind of a decrease in where it's showing up, especially if you're talking about the the waters, the oceans, because I, I know people are making conscious efforts to move away mm-hmm. from plastic bags, and I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, yep. Single-use watered bottle is like try not to buy water yep. in a bottle. Yep. Ha- have we seen any decrease? Is the message getting through? Yeah, what I've seen from the from the data that I've seen, we're not seeing any decrease yet. And in fact, we're seeing an increase. But really what this is, is not so much that there's an increase in litter, although that may also be the case. What we're discovering is that what we thought once went away is actually still there, just broken up into smaller pieces. So we're finding it more and more places because we're learning to look into where it's hiding. People certainly are making a difference by using reusable bottles and reusable um, grocery bags Mm -hmm. and so on. There's been lots of effort to ban plastic bags in certain parts of the world. But nonetheless, production of plastic, especially from raw materials, is continuing to go up. People are using it more and more. The world is becoming more affluent in general. And uh, and they're taking advantage of this frivolous and uh, throwaway lifestyle as well. So, it's certainly worth doing because I, it, the situation would be much worse if we weren't making these efforts. Please don't get me wrong about that. But there is so much more that needs to be done. I'm glad you said the world because I think that's also part of it. We're no longer thinking of what is Canada, what are Canadians mm-hmm. doing when it comes to how we use, reuse, and keep plastic out of uh, the environment. But this, this is a bigger issue because we can point to a number of large nations that probably are nowhere near where we are when it comes to that awareness on the, the negative effect plastic has yeah that's that's true in some cases but i'll tell you um it's often surprising just to find out who is acting on these things for example there are countries in africa and and uh, uh, provinces in india that are now banning plastic bags because they are already seeing Mm. they have the foresight to see where it's going i mean the problem is they have such a large litter and solid waste management issue that it that it's a, a bigger issue for them but they're acting I guess proactively to try and prevent these things from uh, uh, from becoming a bigger and bigger problem in the future on the other hand you're you're absolutely right there are there are still many often affluent um, societies that are are still living the throwaway lifestyle and not thinking about what it means when you buy your lunch in a styrofoam clamshell of some sort and and put it in the garbage can um, these are things that these are the things where we need to make the difference. Many times I have a chance to talk with, with university students and, and I sort of pick on them a little bit because I ask them if they recycle and I ask them if they reduce and reuse and and they say, yes, yes, yes. And I say, well, congratulations, you're doing the same thing that I'm teaching my 10-year-old daughter. And shame on you if that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to do much more than this and, and take this situation much more seriously. Sean, did you say Africa, India banning plastic or banning plastic bags? Pardon me, plastic bags. Thank you. Is what I meant. I what I meant to our say. Our country's I, banning plastic. No, How does that I work? I may have said plastic. <laughs> plastic bags. Yeah, like uh, grocery bags, like um, polyethylene film bags, and so on. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, that's what they're banning. Yes. Sean, I want to take a break here because um, afterwards I want to find out more about. We we feel we're doing the right thing in recycling plastic, but mm-hmm. where does it really go? And I'm mm-hmm. curious your thoughts on that. Sean Brilliant yep. is my. By the way, I love your last name. Sean Brilliant is my guest this half hour. He's a senior conservation biologist, Canadian Wildlife Federation, a part of the National Conservation Summit that is taking place at Kananaskis at the Delta Lodge at Kananaskis, November 28th through December 1st. I'm Angela Coca. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. 
I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. 403-974-8255 is the number to call or text. And I am talking about the upcoming Canadian Wildlife Federation Summit. And Sean, actually, I think, is, is your last name Brilliant or is there, there isn't an <laughs> I in it, is there? There is not an I in it. Uh, it is spelled brilliant. brilliant. It is uh, French, so it's brillant. But, oh. uh, but when I asked my grandmother, the matriarch of the family, how we're supposed to pronounce it in English, she said it's, it's brilliant in French, so it's brilliant in English. So we're like, okay, Nan, brilliant it is. <laughs> Good. Well, then I, I feel bad. I'm thinking, oh, was that a typo? And I just said I loved your last name, and maybe I'm mispronouncing it. No, no. Brilliant is how we pronounce it. Good stuff. That's just not how we spell it. Well, uh, some of my texters are questioning whether this is brilliant, the idea of getting rid of all plastic. But I wanted to run a couple of uh, by you here because, and, and one is kind of interesting. The plastic problem can be traced back to environmentalists from decades ago when they insisted that the world would come to an end unless we stopped using paper bags. Yes, yeah. Isn't I, that, think he, is... I think Gordy has something there because I do remember, oh my gosh, we're going to be chopping down every tree. Let's mm-hmm. go to plastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is often the case, you know, is is we have an environmental problem and we trade one problem for another. And this is certainly true. There was a lot of concern about um, the amount of paper that we were going through, perhaps because it was frivolous uh, use of paper as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and plastic was cheaper. It's easier to, to make. It takes less energy. There are many, many benefits to plastic. Unfortunately, what we're only discovering now is plastic doesn't degrade back into basic material like paper would mm-hmm. um it sticks around forever and ever and and now we're really being confronted with how do we, how do we address this situation so we feel good about recycling and i i always check my bottles is it a mm-hmm. five or whatever and i put mm-hmm. it in the recycling and mm-hmm. then it just goes away in the blue cart is there a market for it? Because I think that's the concern that people say, you know, and forget it. There's way too much out there. There's way too much plastic being recycled that um, it's it's useless. So what, what's what's the latest on that? This is the situation. Um, when you when you put stuff into recycling, this stuff typically does get recycled. Usually, it means it gets turned back into another plastic product of some sort mm-hmm. uh, because that's all that it can be done with it. Uh, unfortunately, you're, you're right, or your your listener is correct. Uh, the the ability to make brand new plastic is just about the same cost, and so it's difficult to find those markets sometimes to do the recycling. More and more, there's demand from consumers to have recycled plastic products, which is helping that market, of course. Yeah. But uh, the difficulty is, you know, we really need to rethink this problem from the beginning. And uh, and one of the one of the things that the Canadian Wildlife Federation did is is we're trying to push the federal government to take a look at a sustainable packaging act, so that you know organizations are not able to just uh, develop a package that without a thought towards where does it go mm-hmm. afterwards and how is it dealt with afterwards. And and this is one of the things we need to think with. But we need to think even more broadly than that. I mean, we need to rethink how we make plastics and what they're made from and, and how we can ensure that they aren't something that's going to persist multiple generations down the line for us. Have we got uh, researchers working on that? I swear I've read articles where some things yeah. can, uh, the plastic can melt into uh, just the oil or, uh, yep. you know, yep. that they break down to something that's not going to be harmful to the environment. Yeah, that's it. There are lots of, there are lots of what I would call prototypes out there, proofs of concept, like it can be done. People are making it out of uh, 
um, you know, waste beer mash and and uh, uh, corn oil and all sorts of stuff yeah. that they're finding new types of plastic. None of them are really reasonable as a competitor for cheap plastic the way it's made now. But, uh, you know, I- I'm being the optimist that I am. This is this is a matter of time and money, and I think we'll eventually get to that point. And, and hopefully that's where we'll get to, because otherwise the, the existence of these you know, unnatural plastic products are just everywhere in our world, and we're going to have no choice but to deal with it. I think it was a couple of months ago, I was at some kind of a takeout place, and they prided themselves on, they're not coming to get you, are they, Sean? No, I hope not. I was wondering. (laughs) The plastic police. I'd hate to lose my guest. Um, But it was a fast food kiosk. They prided themselves on having forks made out of bamboo right. and mm-hmm. so here this might go back to your comment about sometimes we replace one problem with another problem yeah. is that yeah. the concern then that we're going to get all this plastic that's made out of a natural product like bamboo and then what happens to the bamboo forests well that's right and not only that but where's the bamboo produced did you have to fly it over from uh, right. south america or from south asia so there there is definitely trade-offs you know I think that the thing that we really need to learn from this and that I encourage people who listen to me is is that we just need to be attentive to the effects that we're having on the world. We need to understand where we have an effect and take responsibility for those effects, and we need to try and, and minimize them, you know. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, for my 10-year-old daughter, that means we don't get to use straws or we don't get to have balloons because mm. this is you know, a one-time frivolous use, and, and it's not worth it. On the other hand, you know, having someone's uh, artificial heart valve built from plastic is something that's that's marvelous and, and absolutely necessary. Same with, you know, stitches and all kinds of other benefits that we get from, from plastic. But we need to be much more responsible with, with what this is, is doing to our world. Sean, a listener says, why couldn't government mandate that plastic bags be made from biodegradable plastic, similar to what city once used in green bin? The problem would be solved. Is there truly yeah. biodegradable plastic? Is it out there? And it's unless it's cost prohibitive or something. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, of course, these are the types of rules that can be made. Uh, Montreal banned plastic bags. The state of California banned plastic bags as well. Um, you know, that's where this needs to come from. It's more expensive. That's that's what it comes down to. It's more difficult. Sometimes the bags don't perform as well. I believe this is because we're sort of in the early technology stage of these bags as well. But uh, but it's these rules that we need to put in place for the, you know, for the best of our environment to be better stewards of, of our wildlife. And, and it's inevitable that we need to get to that point. Sean, I don't know if you can answer this one, but uh, one listener says, I'm interested to hear your guest thoughts on Japan's recycling system. I lived there for many years, and I recall separating all my garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with what they do in Japan? I'm not familiar with it, but, uh, you know, uh, let me mention, I'm not surprised. I would expect that they have a first-rate recycling and solid waste management system because when you are a relatively small yeah. nation like Japan, just like a small province like, say, PEI, mm-hmm. you can't afford to just bury your garbage in any spot, and it's very expensive. So uh, it's going to be in their total best interest. Suddenly it becomes economically making a lot of sense to spend time and money to recycle really well and make sure that you're finding a market for all of your waste products. So I'm, I'm not familiar with it, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. Sean, uh, enjoy the conference. Thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, lovely chatting with you. My pleasure. Thanks, Angela. You bet. Sean Brilliant, Senior Conservation Biologist, Canadian Wildlife Federation. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.